everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Nerdacy. I'm Anthony. And I'm Lane. And so, Anthony, you told me the other day you had something, uh, you committed high tre- high, the highest treason of nerdism um, at, at our workplace. Uh, what, what is this high treason of nerdism? Because I want, I've been itching to know. I did this just to see if this was a thing. And I didn't think it was a real thing among nerds. Oh, fuck. I did it as an experiment, and... Three people in our meeting wanted to jump me. This, even my supervisor was just like, everybody leave the room except for Anthony. You stay in here. We're going to lock the doors. And they all gave me a death stare when I said what I said. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a real thing. So what I said was Star Wars and Star Trek are the same thing. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, the fuck they aren't. No, this episode is over. It's done. We're done. we're stopping right there. No, we're I done. The Episode's thing. over. All right, everyone. This has been another week of nerdacy. <laughs> I'm Lane. <laughs> I didn't know that was a real thing. For real, I've heard. Hey, that. That's a real thing. I never thought that nerds would go ape shit if I said something like that. Don't ever, ever, ever compare the two. The only thing that's the same is the word star in them. That's it. I know they're different. nothing about them two the same. Oh, I know they're not. But it's just like people come to me every day and say, well, Tekken and Street Fighter are the same thing. No, they're not. not, but life goes on. But wow. No, I Star know. Wars and Star Trek, like, that's how you get shot. So explain that to me is why is it with those two that it's such a high thing to say something like that? Because people compare things every day. Some people say Marvel. I've heard people say Marvel and DC was the same. They're not. But Marvel and DC, you can make more of an argument for, but because there are a lot of heroes and villains that each other steals from. Also, they all they both run the same gambit. Is like in DC, you've got meta humans. In Marvel, you've got just I don't I don't know. They've gone like through three different terms. They're mutants, uh, power beings, like so on and so forth. But that Marvel and DC is a closer. closer synonymously than Star Wars and Star Trek. Well, I know that. I've grown up watching both. I grew up on Star Wars. Then my uncle was a big Star Trek fan. He had the old 1970s plastic holographic um, VHSs. See, Star Star Trek is more about like the political side. Like, it's more political, so to speak. It's the best way I can describe it. Wait, did I say Star Wars or Star Trek? I think you said Star Trek. Okay, I was making making sure. Yeah, Star Trek is more political, like, more trying to, like, yes, it has action. Yes, it has, like, some fighting sequences or whatnot. But Star Trek is more about making, like, it's hard for me to describe because I've only watched a little bit of Star Trek. Because I'm not very into Star Trek. Star Wars I like more because Star Wars plot and its action draws is more appealing to me than Star Trek. Well, I grew up watching both, especially when I used to go visit my uncle who used to live in Huntsville, and that's what he watched. I grew up with um, Star Trek, the old version, Star Trek New Generation or Next Generation, and so forth and so forth. And somewhere along the lines, I did stop. And I never thought the two were the same, but I did not know that it was a thing that nerds would lose their minds if you say that. Yeah! It's like Street Fighter, Street Fighter and Tekken, or someone saying that... Well, people have said that to me about Street Fighter and Tekken before, but I was just like, okay, they're not the same, but I've never gotten, like, ape shit over it. I mean, it's... There was something that I looked up once to, like, really define the definitive difference between the two franchises, 
but it is one of the cardinal sins of nerdism that you never, ever, ever, ever say that Star Trek and Star Wars are the same thing. That is like one of the most cardinal sins you can commit as a nerd. Hmm. Definitely don't go to like a convention and say that shit because you might get shot. Well, I'm never going to say that if it's that serious and I didn't realize how serious that was. It's like a white person going to downtown Detroit. That's just asking to get shot. <laughs> but I mean, it's just kind of like, um, I don't think I've ever gotten that crazy or that uptight over somebody saying something crazy about something that I like. You know, like even a few guys at work were talking about how you diss Ghostbusters on one of our previous episodes. Yeah, because I don't think Ghostbusters is a very good movie or I- movies. I think they're great movies, the ones that are in the 80s, but I'm not about to kung fu your ass. I can't remember. Did I go into it why I didn't care for it? I think I think I went into it. It was Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd's like the main reason I don't care for Ghostbusters. I like Bill Murray, but I just couldn't get into Ghostbusters because I don't care for Dan Aykroyd. Well, see, I can, I can understand that when you don't like a certain actor because I don't like Chris Pine. And there are some good movies out there, but he's in it, so I just really can't sit there and watch it because he's in it. What do you think he's the main Chris character. Pine? He's just not that great of an actor. I don't know. It's just something about him I don't like. Well, he definitely leaned into that Dungeons and Dragons role. Like, that might be his niche now. You know, like how Ryan Reynolds is like the living epitome of Deadpool. That I feel like that's Chris Pine in this role for Dungeons and Dragons. Like, they just need to make a series or a sequence of movies or whatever with him continuously playing the bard. Because I'd watch the shit out of that. Because he, like, leaned into that role, it felt like, fully, and that was just, like, that was perfect for the him. The only movie I ever watched with Chris Pine in it was Hell in High Water. But that's because I have a high respect for the director of uh, <coughs> who made that movie. He also made the show Yellowstone that I watched, too. Well, see, I, I have not still watched Wonder Woman, either of them. But I've heard that both of those were actually really good movies in terms of the DC movies. The first one was. See, I have, I have, what was it, 1982 or 42 was the second one or something like 1984. that? 1984. It's all right. See, I haven't seen that one, but I heard the first one was really good. Like, in terms of, like, all the DC movies, the only two I've ever heard that are worth actually watching that are good movies are Wonder Woman 1 and Shazam. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about uh, Shazam 2 yet. I've been wanting to watch it. Because I really like Zachary Levy. Like, I love that, I love that actor. He's well, awesome. I, I haven't seen any of either one of those. The new Shazam. I haven't seen the new one yet. But uh, I have seen one of like Rise of the Gods or Revenge of Power of the Gods or something like that. Something like that. I, I, I want to watch them. I should watch them. I think I'll look them up later since I'm off today and tomorrow and see if I can't watch them. Well, somebody told me that um, people even used to say Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct were the same thing. And if you don't know about Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct came out a little bit after Mortal Kombat. Basically, it was trying to combine the violence and the shock factor of Mortal Kombat with Street Fighter. So the at that, that point, you just have Mortal Kombat. Well, with Mortal Kombat, the moves are a little bit more stiffer. They're more... Not as fluid. Less, less fluid. Yeah, less fluid. Whereas Killer Instinct is more combos, is more fluid. But now you have blood and guts. I thought Tekken was more fluid than Street Fighter. The way like the the way the game moves, anyways. Which, by the way, have you seen that you can fight in the new Street Fighter Six game? You can just walk up to anybody in the open world and just beat their ass. They've been doing that though in games. No, like this is for Street Fighter though. Oh yeah, like it's an open world game. You can just walk up, be like, hey. 
yo, I'm going to kick your ass. Let's go. And then just fight them and just beat their ass and then walk off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, it's basically just, like they decided to just put Street Fighter in Grand Theft Auto. But still, Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat are not the same thing. Whereas Tekken and Street Fighter is the same thing. I've even had people say, well, all fighting games are the same. I feel that way. I'll, I'll be honest. I do feel that way, though. Because, like, any game where you are just, like, fighting essentially in a 2D line, it's a Street Fighter, Mortal <clears> Kombat, <throat> Tekken, I, I feel they're all the same. Now, obviously, the combos are different, but, and, like, the fluidity and how moves are chained together is different, but for someone like me, Injustice it would also, I would throw in there as well, because it's straight line, too. But like I, said, I, I just feel like those those games are, they're not my cup of tea, just because I don't care for that style of game. I mean... Tekken is a challenging game. Most people don't think so. Street Fighter, depending on what you're doing, the only game I would say that was kind of typical would be Dead or Alive. I mean, we all know what Dead or Alive is about. Are these fine females with big boobs and skimpy outfits. But even the fighting game itself, a two-year-old could come up and play that game and press buttons and actually beat your ass. I mean, anybody really can pick up a game. Like I remember when we were playing games like Soul Calibur and stuff. Like they were, My friends would just be like, come on, play. And I was like, I don't know how to play the game. It's like, just hit buttons. But you're not about to pick up Tekken and just hit buttons. I can tell you that right now. I bet you I could pick up Tekken and hit, Tekken and hit buttons and make it pretty far. Tell you what, when Tekken 8 comes out, why don't you pick up the game? I'll pick June Kazama, the female character I've been going on and on about. No, no, no. You weren't, we weren't saying PvP. We were just, I was just talking about I could pick up the game and play it. I mean, for, against the computer, yes. But if you're going against, normally with fighting games, you go against other people for bragging rights. And if somebody knows what they're doing, then you're well, not... If you want to go in for bragging rights, then there's only one game that you can go into for bragging rights. What was that? Smash Brothers. Wow. That's the That's only true. game you can go into for bragging rights. If you like... No, nah, you can't... Tekken, Street Fighter, all of them, you throw them out the window. Smash Brothers is where you put your money where your mouth is. Well, for fighters, it's games like Tekken and um, nah, Street Fighter. They, they don't take that much skill. Smash Brothers... No, that's the one. Some of those you. games do take skill because Tekken. I remember years ago when Tekken Three first came out, and that's when Tekken got really big to where every arcade had this big white screen theater that was. It was a huge screen. You were they were no longer going with the little tiny arcade buildings anymore. They were going with the huge white screen. Everybody, there was a long line at the mall. I remember going on my lunch break because I worked at um, a fast food restaurant at the time in the mall. And Chick-fil-A. I'm, You've already said that. Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Episode, like episode one. Right. But I had to stand in that long-ass line to wait to play my turn in Tekken 3. And Tekken 3 was where it's at. But the strategy guide was a encyclopedia. I mean, it was literally... Well, I know nobody can see this, but it was a thick encyclopedia with moves and combos. Every character at least had 10 to 15 pages with the moves. That's That's a little overkill, though. Like, I just don't see... I've never found the draw of fighting games like that just because it's it's not my cup of tea, though. Like, RPGs, uh, first-person shooters, like, games like that, those appeal more to me because there's more... It feels like, to me, there's more to do in that game. I think fighting games appeal to me. I've always been into the martial arts. But I think now as an adult, fighting games appeal to fighters because being a fighter myself... I'm choosing to challenge myself against odds. That means, in other words, I'm paying 150 bucks a month to get my ass kicked. And I'm kicking ass at the same time. But everybody gets their ass kicked. So pretty much, if you become a fighter, 
there are a few key things that fighting games have that you're actually going to experience in real life. You're going to experience victory in real life. You're going to experience defeat in real life. You're going to experience your thinking. You're going to experience your ego in real life. Like, you're going to probably think you're strong or you can take this game. Yeah, you can get that in FPS and RPG games. Um, you're going to experience having a rival in real life. It could be a friendly rival or it could actually sometimes, every now and then, it could be serious. You can still experience that in both of those game styles as well. Because everybody hits that. There's always a wall someone hits in any game, especially RPGs, where you get to that one boss. And some people are fine with that boss, but you get to that boss, and that boss just bitch slaps you from like here to ten buck two, and that's it. And there ain't shit you can do about it. Right, but there are multiple things you had to do to get to that boss. Whereas in fighting games... You really just walk up to that person. Now, of course, there's always a head boss in fighting games. And, of course, you got to fight other fighters to get to that boss. I don't know. I still can't see the appeal in it. Like, you can explain it like that. But I can still get that same, those same feelings from FPS games and RPGs. So, why is it that is Star Wars and Star Trek the only big um, thing like that that you don't say things like I just said? They, there are more than just Star Wars and Star Trek, but Star Wars and Star Trek just have, like, the biggest, what's the word for it? Like, it's not fanboys, but, like, the most, every fan base has obnoxious fans, right? Like, okay. you have, every fan base has those fans or fanboys or whatever that just make you almost want to hate something. Like, all the Demon Slayer fanboys, I'm only saying Demon Slayer because I'm looking at your shirt. My Hero Academia especially is one, too. All right, like, there's one. There are people that are like, My Hero Academia is the greatest anime and manga that exists of all time. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And those are the type of people like where it's like, they are the ones that make you be like, well, I almost don't want to read or watch this just because like your opinion is so... Cause, and they don't even give like good factual like opinions on top of it. Like they don't back up their opinion. They're just like it's just better because I think it's better. It's like okay, what else have you read to compare it to? Nothing. This is the only one I've ever read. Okay, so then it's not the best one ever because you've limited yourself to just one thing. So you can't outright say this is the best thing ever. That's kind of how I feel about Naruto too. Because a lot of people are like Naruto is the only thing they've ever watched or read. It's like you can't say that Naruto is the greatest thing ever if it's the only thing you've ever watched or read. You can't do that. That's not how you create valid opinions and valid listing. Like you have to go and watch other things. You need to go and watch other random stuff and read other random stuff so that you can actually see is like does Naruto uphold it. Hold its own against these other things. So did anybody way back when, because like I said, I only grew up watching the movies and watching the shows or Star Wars and Star Trek. But was there ever a time where, and I'm sure there was, that people actually tried to compare Star Wars and Star Trek? Like, was it just a thing to try to compare those two at some point in this world? There probably was when both series first started back in the 70s and 80s. That's what I mean. And that's probably where it has spiraled from there is I want to say the Big Bang Theory. And yes, this is a white person show. I want to say they had a good episode of where the like the main character Sheldon explained like the significant differences of Star Trek and Star Wars. And he like went into like what the big debate about it was of like why you can never compare the two. I've watched the Big Bang Theory a bunch. I know that Star Wars and Star Trek are referenced in this show a lot of times. 
So, but I, he went into some, and I think that's where I got my information was like, he went into like why you cannot say this Star Wars and Star Trek are the same thing. You just cannot do it. It's just one of those things. I think I, now I remember where I first heard that from, that you can't say that. And like I said, I didn't think it was a real thing. So I got it off a movie that Julia Roberts and Tom Hanks were in. And Julia Roberts plays this college professor. And is, that, is that big? No. No, this is a newer movie. A newer movie? It's not new, new, but I mean, it's probably like mid-2000s. And she plays this college professor. I was about to say, since like 2006, Tom Hanks has been doing, you know, like all the the real based on true story roles or whatever. Well, this one guy, um, he was standing in front of class and he was actually dressed up in a Star Trek New Generation suit. And he was talking about that. And Julia Roberts says, good about, well, Star Wars or Star Trek, aren't they the same? And this guy went age like, no, they're not the same. There is a totally difference, and he just went into it. I think a OLP that used to work where we work said the same thing. It came to my mind this week, and when I said it, man, the looks I got in that meeting. And you should have got those looks. Well, it's just like, like I said, I've never gone crazy over like people compare power, try to compare power and snowfall, like saying that they're the same thing. No, they're absolutely not. Well, power is like the bougie side of the drug dealing, and snowfall is the gritty hood side. The gritty hood side. So, like, there's there is a definitive difference, but it, technically they are the same thing, but they are two different ends of the spectrum. You well, got the sti- the story from the very from being at the very top, and you got the, st- the story from being at the very bottom. And I see what they're saying. But no, Star Wars and Star Trek, I wouldn't even put them on the same spectrum. They have their own different spectrums. Well, I would never, I mean, I've never put them on the same spectrum. I was just seeing if that was a real thing. But What makes it worse is that you've seen them both. That's what makes the comments so much worse. Well, only because, like I said, I didn't think it was a real thing. It is a real thing. Like, I'm a nerd, and I don't mind debating and stuff like that, too. But I, I, I don't think I've ever really gotten truly upset over... Somebody has committed a cardinal nerd sin in front of you. Think back. What is like one cardinal nerd sin that you have heard that has gotten you? Something has had to have triggered for you. Nothing that I could think of, no. Keep thinking on it. I bet you something has gotten you. I'll admit Star Wars and Star Trek has gotten me before. Long before this podcast episode, somebody said it once around me, and then I went off on them. Thank God I wasn't in this meeting, because I would have just out of blasphemied you like in front of everybody. I see. It's not something to say out loud. especially. No, you never say it out loud. You say it behind <laughs> closed doors and hope that with a bulletproof vest on and like maybe some body armor around your head and everything just to make sure you're safe. I mean, about as close as I've come and I've never said this. At is least you somebody... weren't in the power tools section at work. You might have died. <laughs> well, I can defend myself, so I'm good. But I've never, I mean, back in my young days when it was called Japanimation and people called it a cartoon I would say, no, it's Japanimation. It's not a cartoon. But I was not upset or whatever. I basically just thought the other people were ignorant. So that was about it. But nothing has never really seriously got me upset over... Because to me, it's all form of entertainment. There's a culture behind it, yes. I agree with that. There are lessons I've learned behind this stuff. But never really just gotten overly upset. Hmm. I mean, there's been a couple times where... One here, here you go. One for me is where everyone has, will be like, all anime is the same. No, it's not. 
Let them know. Someone has compared, like, Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon being the same thing. Couldn't even be, couldn't be any further from the truth. But that's one that'll get me. It's like, oh, it's just cartoons. It's all the same thing anyways. Like, no, it's not. Not even close. Even the, the even shows in the same genres are nowhere near the same thing. One Piece and, and Naruto. That's the perfect one example. Like, that's two, they're both in the shonen category. But both are two completely opposite stories. I mean, I remember growing up, people used to say anime was nothing but animated porn. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, or probably one of the first episodes, to a degree to where, you know, there a rumor was going around about me right. in high school that me and this other girl was exchanging pornos. And it actually got back to the middle school to my mom, who was a teacher there. How that rumor got to her, I don't even know. To this day. Well, that's because teachers hear things. Like, the teachers listen and act like they're not listening. And then that's how... Because basically the students start talking. The students are dumb and talk too loud. So then the teachers over here. Then the teachers talk. And then the teachers converse with each other. It's, it just goes up the chain. That's all it is. It's, I mean, that's true. That's true. And that's exactly of, how it got back. And that's see, why it got so quick. And see, a lot of teachers did know my mom. But the teachers that were at the high school at the time, my mom didn't really associate with them like that. A few, yeah, but not like that. That's all it took, though. Like, even if she really didn't associate with them, it was just enough. It was like, they knew who you were, and they knew who she was, and they knew the connection between you two, and that's all it took. Hmm, that's true. But that's good looking out on their part, too, because it's like, hey, like, just in case you don't want your kid getting in trouble, this is what's, what we've been hearing around high, at, the school, at the high school, just so you know. So, technically, they were looking out for you in a sense. I mean, the rumor wasn't true. I don't know. You never said if it was or not. No. But, I, again, like, there's just cardinal sins you just don't commit in the nerd world. Like, here's one. Uh, saying that Naruto... Nar, damn, Naruto. Ooh. Mario and Sonic are basically the same person. I've heard that, too, before. But I was just like, I had to correct the person. But I've never just got, you know, outlandish or irate about it. Mario and Sonic... Fine. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the same as WWE. Do you know how many times we hear that a day? I don't know, once. Like, that can't even offend me. Even my coach, everybody calls it karate. Hey, don't you take karate? Hey, don't you take karate? Well, karate no, is completely no, no, karate is completely different. You, that's like, now karate and Krav Maga would be like a better thing to compare to each other. Like, we still have people, everything. Hey, don't you got your karate class tonight? That's because you, that's because they're just being ignorant. They they know they're just trying to get a rise out of you at that point. Like if you've told them before. Plus, saying Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a lot, oh, and I'm definitely not about to say BJJ because that sounds too. If somebody ain't paying attention, they just hear the one of the J's, then it's gonna just spiral from there. All you gotta say is just Jiu Jitsu. That's it. I mean, I've had people come, no because Jiu Jitsu and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu are two totally different things. Another argument for another episode. But people have called it Kung Fu. Ever had people thinking I take ninjutsu? I'm, well, I am a ninja, but still. You know, I, I don't take ninjutsu. You know, I take jujitsu. Don't. I didn't say anything. I didn't say one word. Are you laughing for the reason I think you're laughing? Probably. <laughs> because of how it sounds when I say it. <laughs> that, that's why. That's exactly why. Wow. Monica. We've been around each other too long. Nerds Come on, there has it. to have been someone has had to have said something that's like triggered you one time. Think back to your younger years, back to you know I'm the eighteen, back to the eighteen hundreds or whenever you started watching stuff. Well, I stopped aging in seventeen eighty six, so 
There's that. Okay. Not that I can think of. I mean, anytime somebody has ever said anything to me, I just looked at it as ignorance, and I would explain. There had to have been something in your younger years, though. Like, you couldn't have always been that calm and collected, because nobody really ever is. Like, somebody said something at some point that got you. And it might just be that one time, and that's probably why you can't and you're having trouble. But somebody has said something once that has triggered you about nerdy, nerdy, nerd stuff in general. Somebody's had to have said something to where I seriously got upset. Not upset, but just like annoyed at most. I mean, not really. I mean, the only thing that might have annoyed me is when people were calling anime just anime porn, and I'm like, well, yeah, there's. Cursing and sex and nudity and those things, but that's not all it is. I mean, honestly, you had to go search it out if you wanted just straight anime sex. Yeah, now it's just we have the internet, and it's just so much easier to find whatever you're looking for. Right, but there's nothing that has really just set me off or annoyed me. Demon Slayer is the greatest anime that ever existed. I've had people say um, Naruto is the greatest anime that's ever existed. Well, see, we already know that's a lie, so we don't even have to worry or about Pokemon's it. Or Pokemon is the greatest anime that ever existed. That's damn sure a lie. <laughs> Your main character sucks ass. Like, he don't he won wins one championship. Technically two, but one of them ain't canon. So it doesn't really count. I guess, I don't know if you've grown up with these type of people too, but I've grown up with these type of people a lot. And that's mainly why I'm probably so calm about this. There's always that one person, no matter what mainstream thing is taking the world by storm. They don't like it. They don't like it, but it's always something better. Nah, I knew there was something that something, triggered you. There was always something. Well, I mean, it didn't trigger me. It's just, it's always something better. And this is, but these are multiple people I've met in my life. It's not just one person. So it's really funny you bring that up because me and my friends were playing, uh, we were on the heads, on the headset <laughs> last night on PlayStation talking and we were talk- we were literally talking about this exact same thing, not to this degree, but I mean the exact same thing last night, not even twelve hours ago. That's hilarious to me because like we were talking about how uh uh will one of my friends he was talking about how uh another of our friends Keith, was always just like, well. Keith is just the type that, like, when some when everybody likes this one thing, Keith's going to be like, well, it's not that great. He's, he's going to be the one that not likes it just because he can be different. And it's just funny that we had that conversation last night in group chat, and we having basically the same thing right now. That's So that's kind of funny to me. So, no, that hasn't really triggered me. It's just one of those things, like, really? Dude? But they annoy the crap out of you, though, don't they? Some of them do. It annoys not- you. It's just like... Someone just comes up and it's like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's like, no, it's not really that great. There's this, but this, this is much better. To some degree, but I mean, I wasn't annoyed to a degree to where, you know, I mean, and by the end of the day, you can have your own opinion. Exactly. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying like something, it annoyed you though. Maybe not to a large degree, but to a small degree, it annoyed you. It annoys you enough that someone out there was like, like everybody else. 90% of the population collectively agrees that this is a great thing. And then you've got that one person. It's like, eh, it's not that great. This is better. And they've never watched that one thing. Well, no, the person has watched this. It's like The Matrix. You know, we all know how popular that was. And then there's this one person that was like, well, okay, I'll be honest. Ain't... I've seen all three of the movies. They were all right. Okay, the... so see. Well, no, hold on. Let me finish. I don't think the third Matrix movie was like a great ending. I thought it was kind of like 
really, it, it just felt like it was like a forced ending, so to speak, because I thought that they could should they could have honestly ended with one, but two they literally left it where you had to have a third, right? And it just I didn't like I didn't like the I didn't like the writing of the third, so maybe and that might be why I like because I view the that trilogy as a whole. You you can have an opinion, but it's just like this person was like, well, Equilibrium is better than The Matrix, which was a movie like The Matrix that came out, but it was kind of a... Did that have Scarlett Johansson in it? No, that had... Was it Charlize Theron in it? I'm not sure. I don't remember. To me, it was a great value version of The Matrix. I know the name of that movie. I want to say that's... If I'm thinking of the right movie, it's got Charlize Theron in it, but I cannot remember. You are, and I've seen the movie, but it was like The Matrix. Basically, it came out... Right when we were waiting on Matrix, the last Matrix, I think, or Matrix 2. One of the two. But it was just one of those movies that was going to hold you over until what you're really looking for came out. Right. And so, but this person was like, oh no, this is a better movie. They should make more of these. I'm like, well, this movie was some mid, and it's like the great value version of The Matrix, but I mean, you can have an opinion. I mean, different strokes for different folks, though. Everybody's going to like something different from the next person. You're not. Like, I really like One Piece. There's a whole crap ton of people out in the world that really hate One Piece. And the main beef they have with it is it's too long. Mm-hmm. I think that's not a valid enough opinion to really hate it, though. But I've heard some. I've heard this once, a long, long, long time ago, that somebody had said this, especially within a black community, and it shouldn't have been said. And it didn't annoy me, though. It annoyed the older generation a bit to say that Michael Jackson was better than James Brown. Now, that was straight up ignorance, considering James Brown taught Michael Jackson. Well, they don't call Michael Jackson the king of pop for nothing. No, but James Brown opened the door. He started it all. And he taught Michael Jackson and Prince to some degree. Now, Prince and Michael Jackson, you could probably say... Prince is the king of what, R&B? Would it be R&B? I guess. I don't know. I know those two never got along. Prince and Michael Jackson? Yeah. They seemed like they would not like each other. No. I don't know. That was a... They only performed together once, and that was when um, James Brown was on the stage, and he called both of them to the stage. So out of respect for James Brown, is probably the only reason those two went up there. Well, James Brown's genre, it was a... I don't want to say funk, but I feel like that's right. Yeah, it is. It was funk? So he would have been like the king of funk then. Is it Would it be funk or like jazz? Everything, pretty much. No... I mean, I see, say, here's my here's an opinion. I'll take and I'll, I'll take this to I'll take this with me and stand on I'll stand on this mountain by myself. I don't think Elvis is the king of rock. I I don't think he was that great. I can't agree with that. You can't. I can. Oh, you can. Okay. Oh yeah. I I don't don't get me wrong. Like I like some of his music, but I just don't understand how we've had such better music come out since then. Like better rock music because. Hell, can you even say that today's rap and rap from like the 90s is the same thing? No. So, now Michael, now pop, pop is like one of those genres like everybody knows what it is. Michael Jackson's the king of that. We're just going to leave that one alone. We can single-handedly leave that one alone. I mean, I think another carnal sin I've committed was saying that Prince is a better musician than Michael Jackson. And I stand on that. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen Michael Jackson play an instrument. I've seen him sing a bunch. Prince plays all instruments, and he can sing. Plus, his music sounds different. You can't... Nobody can copy Prince, because no matter how many times people have tried to copy him... Actually, there is one person who could copy Prince. Who? The the artist formerly known as Prince. Wow. 
Only you, Lane. I'm technically not wrong. Well, considering... I'm the, not wrong. Considering they're the same person. No, they're not. Prince was owned by the label company. The artist formerly known as Prince was not. And then he went back to Prince again. Okay. That's when he got back to the with the record company. So, therefore, that's two different people. Here we go. That's why he had the title, the artist formerly known as Prince. He was the only one who could replicate Prince. I'm not wrong. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not wrong. <laughs> but th- I think Elvis, to some degree, learned from James Brown, too, now that I think about it. Or was it Little Richard that he learned from? He's, from now what I have gathered, he stole a lot of his material from people. I've heard that, too, but I'm not going to get too controversial with that one. But I've heard but that, too. I, again, I don't care for Elvis. My grandmother is, like, obsessed with, like, watching his old movies or whatnot. Like, some of his movies were good. Like, some of them were not bad movies. But it's just like, bruh, I don't see. And then there's, like, all the reports that he was just, like, the big, like the biggest absolute piece of shit, too, to, like, everybody. I don't know. I just, I've never thought Elvis should be named the King of Rock. I just thought that was, like, a really shitty t- way to, like, say something. I don't know who you would claim is the King of Rock at this point. But it damn sure ain't Elvis. Like I said, I've heard some of the same things, too. That he was a shitty person. That he stole a lot of his material. So, but I don't know how true that is. I was never around the man. So, you know, people say everything. But, yeah, it's just like saying Michael Jackson and James Brown are the same. Or saying Prince and Michael Jackson are the same. I mean, you can to a degree. Because if that's their teacher, then they definitely learn some small mannerisms from their teacher. Because everyone picks up mannerisms from those they are around a lot of the time. I don't I don't really know how to, how to, well to explain it, but there is probably something that Michael Jackson and Prince both put in their music and in their lyrics or whatever, like as tributes, small like mini little tributes or something that James Brown taught them. It would probably I don't have like the time or the patience to probably go back and listen, excuse me, to each individual song of theirs and figure out like the nuances of like what Brown taught them. But I bet there is something in there in most of their songs that, like, pay homage to James Brown and his teachings to them. Now, I know where Prince and Michael Jackson fell out has something to do with Michael Jackson's album, Bad Album, when that came out. That's a good album. Well, one of the songs on there, Prince was supposed to be in the video. Instead, Prince was replaced with Wesley Snipes, who was in the video. That's a, that's a hell of a replacement. Yeah. It was some, It had something to do with the lyrics that um, God, Michael Jackson you, was saying. Could you imagine a Super Bowl like halftime show with Michael Jackson and Prince? That'd have been just like epic. Nothing like it. Probably would have been like the number one halftime show of all time. But yeah, I think it had something to do with the lyrics and one of Michael Jackson's songs. And Prince was like, "I'm not about to say that to you, and you're damn sure not about to say that to me." Well, I mean. I can't really think of any other major cardinal sins. Like, there there are some out there. I know there's one involving, like, the Lord of the Rings. Like, you, there's something you can't say with it or, like, compare it to something. Well, Lord of the Rings. I mean, I enjoy Lord of the Rings. I don't think... I don't know what you could... Wait a minute. Don't tell me they try to compare Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter. I want to say someone tried to say... Someone tried to do it, but you can't really compare them since they're too completely different things i know there was like a comparison almost of like lord of the rings to star wars because you know the trilogy set or whatever yeah but that's about as close as it gets now harry potter is a complete ripoff of star wars well if you haven't seen that tiktok video that it's 
perfectly explains everything. Well, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. We all know this, so my feelings are not hurt. Well, here, how about this? I'll, I'll do this. Harry Potter is Luke Skywalker, main main male character, whatever. All right. Because Luke gets thrown into the world, uh, into the world of like the for the Force versus the dark side, the Force and good versus evil. All right. Harry gets thrown into the magical wizarding world of wizardry or whatever you want to call it. You've got the love interest. You've got the female character. So you've got Hermione Granger is Leia, strong, uh, very smart woman, girl, female, female lead. And then you've got like the best friend slash like. I can't remember what they described him as, and that's so. Then you got Han Solo and Ron. All right. You've got um, the old t- the old wise teacher who teaches who kind of takes the who takes Harry slash Luke under their wing. That's Obi Wan and Dumbledore. Okay. So it's just like there's a the comparisons to them are like when they break it down, it's like very like what you just look at it and you're just like oh shit. And Baltimore is the emperor. Okay, I can see that. I can see it. I can't remember who they said Darth Vader was. I think Darth Vader and, and uh, Server Snape are the same person. Okay, I can still see that. But like it, it's crazy how like when you sit there and compare them, like when they broke it down, it's like Harry Potter is is a complete ripoff, but just in a completely different uh, world from Star from Star Wars. So I'm just actually pretty shocked from this week. Just to find out that there are actually cardinal sins that you don't commit that would upset people. To me, I like the culture of nerdism and everything else. But by the end of the day, it's all entertainment. To me, it's something that I enjoy. It's something that I learned lessons from, too, to some degree. Never really physically have gotten just outright upset over... Especially if you're going to compare and say two of my favorite... I think that the first, the opening soundtrack to Record of Ragnarok Season 1 is worse than the opening soundtrack to Record of Ragnarok Season 2. Nice try. Everybody has an opinion. And you know what? Somebody would probably say that and be serious about it. I actually am, though. I don't care for the super heavy metal intro. I like the, the toned-down version from, from Season 2. And I'm not saying that to get a rise. I actually prefer that one. Because I don't care for like the super heavy metal screamo type stuff. I'm not surprised by that actually. I don't yeah, know. You walked into the back into the back of receiving the other day and heard what I was listening to. Right, but the thing about it is, is that you don't do horror movies either. But I do. So I think for some odd reason, the super heavy metal stuff and things like that. I think most horror movie fans enjoy that type of music too. I wouldn't say that's entirely true. It's 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 not so much as like. The, my main thing with the music is like one, I like to be able to understand what they're saying. I don't want to have to go and like look up the lyrics, be like, oh, so that's what they were saying. Two, I don't mind the, the, the like the the music itself, like just what's in the background, like the guitar, the bass, the drums, and all that. I don't mind that. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't bother me. Like I could listen honestly to instrumental rock music and be fine. Okay, but I like to hear, be able to understand the lyrics at some point. Anytime they're like screaming or whatever, and it's, or doing that boy, like I can't, and I can't understand what they're saying, then it's just kind of like I really don't care for that. I don't mind. I mean, see, I don't care for mumble rap either. It's like, like I can't tell what you're saying, bro. Like I don't want to listen to this shit. Well, basically, I like the song. Of course, I do listen to the beat and the background, the guitars, the bass, and everything. The words, the words are just extra. Now, there sometimes I might go back and see what they're saying, but. At this point, both of them are Japanese, so I 
not about to go translate that. I don't know. I think, think that the first opening to record of Ragnarok had a very heavy metal screamo feel. But for the type of anime that it was, you knew what you were going to get into. Well, I still, like I said many episodes ago, I still think the second intro was better because it was definite. It felt more suited to the show. Not to me because it was just more like Record of Ragnarok Season 2 was way better than Season 1 as far as the action and the story and even the art. But if I was, if I had never seen Season of Record of Ragnarok Season 1 and I just started with 2 and I was going to judge it based off the opening song, I was thinking this would be some weak shit I'm about to get into. Never mind. Mm, see, and that's where you're wrong. Oh, I know I'm right. It's okay to be wrong. Really, Lane? Is it okay for you to be wrong? I'm never wrong. That's a lie. I'm wrong. Never. That's a lie. You sure about that? Oh, I'm absolutely positive. Mm, are you sure about that? Absolutely, positively sure. Okay. That's okay. what you want to go with. Well, I've got it? nothing else for today. I don't, what you got? Nothing else. All right. Well, I've got the name of the episode already set up in my head. So that's going to be fun. I'm Anthony. I'm Lane. And this has been another episode of Nerdacy. Peace out.